a very good morning to you. Welcome. It's a Wednesday. We're just about on the hump day heels. We're over it. You're all dressed up in business attire today. So we had the teal yesterday. Mm. Met with Sam Billings, didn't you? How did that go? Yeah, really good. Mm. Really well. He, he, uh, he's been in Sydney ever since the Australia-England one-day series after the World T20. Mm-hmm. And this will be his fifth campaign in the Big Bash. Mm-hmm. He's played two for the Sixers, two for the Thunder, and now he comes to the Heat. Uh, yeah, he gets it. He gets it. He knows what's required at the Heat. Um, I'm very hopeful, as are the coaching staff, that uh, he leads the way in playing spin for the Heat and uh, takes that um, pressure off a lot of players. Uh, and then our power players can play around him. Of course, an extra glare on him, I suppose, with Linny gone. Definitely. Every, there's an extra glare on everyone. Yeah. Uh, so Max Bryant, um, he, he can start things off really well. He's in good form. Colin Munro, uh, Ross Whiteley, uh, our imports, who can come in and play that power game. But then we've got plenty around them. Uh, you know, Usman Kawaja back into the season, but Matty Renshaw up front. Um, so, yeah, we've, we've got a bit happening. And he, he likes the look of our squad. And uh, he certainly certainly knows how to pull a squad together. Would be my uh, my observation mm-hmm. of him. So we've got KFC Super Coach. We're chatting a little later on. So do we put him in our team? Uh, or is he in your team? I've got no idea. <laughs> I've got no idea. But uh, he's a top order batsman. Won't have the gloves on because Jimmy Pearson's our vice mm-hmm. captain, captain with the gloves on. So, uh, but he'll be active in the field. Um, so he might get. Uh, some catches and mm-hmm. in f- on-field dismissals. I think he'd probably be one of the batsmen you'd consider putting in your team, yeah. Okay. So it's all cricket, cricket, cricket for you because your, your business are tidy. You had board meeting oh, last my. night. Yes, board meeting with Queensland Cricket. And then uh, this morning, just an announcement of an extension of a sponsor, National Storage, mm-hmm. with the Brisbane Heat. So we'll go along to that and, uh, you know. Say thank you for those. Yeah, Dolphins have got a big day today too. What have they got? got? Well, they've got a sponsorship announcement. I think it's uh, I think the, the Courier Mail have basically leaked about KO. You're going to take over the stadium naming rights up there. So, Righto. There we go. So the sponsors keep flocking to the new team. Yeah. Uh, the super coach is going to speak. How much that costs? I don't know. KO Stadium. Is that what it's going to be called? Not Morton Daly. Well, I, guess, I guess it's KO. I don't know. KO or, yeah, righto. Speaking of footy, we've got Matty Rogers on today. Really looking forward to having a chat to him. He's been through uh, so much. Uh, he's one of those rare footy beasts, Hills, a dual international. I've got a massive admiration for dual internationals that can do it, uh, you know, in, in both codes, and, and he did. And, of course, we know he comes from just the, the highest pedigree that you possibly could, uh, and that's the name of his new book, A Father's Son. Um, you know, a relationship with Steve, who we lost way too early, mm. That was sometimes rocky, but uh, yeah, look, two of the great overachievers, you know, they, they just achieved so much, Steve did, and then of course his son came along, uh, you know, living in his dad's shadow, and we all know what Matty, John, Matt, Matty Rogers did, so we're got to, looking forward to having a chat to him today. Yeah, well, I mean, we don't all know what Matty Rogers got up to, no. you know, he, he did a lot. You know, played for the Waratahs. That was a bit of a worry. <laughs> Waratahs in rugby and Wallabies and, of course, State of Origin. I wonder what his greatest triumph uh, might be. Mm. He certainly had some tragedy and he had some pressure in his life with those shadows you talk about. We're going to continue on uh, looking at the year in review. Jimmy Tucker, who's been wonderful for our show this year, uh, he's going to join us and there's been upheaval. As we ex- tipped yesterday, Eddie Jones is gone as the England coach, uh, 10 months out from a Rugby World Cup with a 70% winning record. So... Uh, he's going to be a little unlucky, you would think. 
Um, but Jimmy will, will give us his view of uh, not only the Wallaby Spring Tour and uh, you know w- whether we take too many ticks from that tour, uh, but we'll also have a chat to him about what he thinks uh, is in store now for Eddie Jones. Um, and Brett Phillips is going to have us uh, chatting about the year in review for tennis. Seems like they've been very quiet for a while. Do they get a big break, the tennis players? A couple of months, maybe more. Oh, the, the, well, they can. There's always events. They yeah. can choose whatever they, yeah, whatever they like to play. Lately, the yeah, Davis yeah, yeah. Cup and the Billie Jean uh, yeah. King they, Cup. They tend to get to this, you know, there's some team events, yeah, later on in the year, and that's what they've been involved in. Yeah, yeah, mm. so it's uh, it's been lower profile than I remember, mm. so uh, it's about to crank up, I'd imagine. World Cup. Who's the women's champion of the, who's number one in the world for women? Uh, Sriontek. Yeah, good answer, yeah. Paddy. Good answer. <laughs> but I had to think, I had to rack my brain yesterday mm. about who's uh, challenging her. So, uh, yeah, that, that women's side of uh, the game is very wide open. World Cup, another upset. Morocco has sent Spain packing. Yeah, uh, nil all extra time. Uh, this is Spain after they'd boasted that they'd had 1,000 shots on goal, penalty shots and practice. Yes. Hasn't come to much because they've been beaten 3-0 in the penalty shootout by Morocco. So new territory for Morocco. Uh, they have never been past the round of 16 at a World Cup. They are now. Their likely opponent seems to be Portugal. They're playing Switzerland right at the moment. And for the first time, Hill, since 2008, mm-hmm. Ronaldo are. has been benched for a major international tournament. Uh, there's, this just dominates headlines in that part of the world, as you can imagine. I, I read there's been polls in newspapers and things like that, and 70% have, uh, have replied to one poll over there in a newspaper saying they didn't want Ronaldo to start. Mm. And he hasn't started. And the guy that took his place, Carlos, has scored an unbelievable stunner uh, for their first goal. They're leading 2-0 now into the second half. 3-0. They've literally look around at the screen and they're celebrating. So they're going all right. Mm. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Yes, I wonder. I wonder how long they leave him on the bench. And uh, does he last the whole game there? Well, and speaking of greats, we spoke yesterday about Tom Brady and you know those over 40. And we'd still like to know what you think. And on the greatest 40-plus sportsmen or women that you've seen, Brighton Homes Open Line, 13 13 55, that text line, 0467 736 736. And we mentioned that Brady was playing yesterday for Tampa Bay against the New Orleans Saints. They were down 16-3 inside six minutes to go. And Brady does it again. A couple of touchdown passes. They get home by a point. And, uh, yeah, he just just another day at the office for Tom Brady mm-hmm. yesterday. Uh, it's awesome by our team. It's a great effort by the defense. They hang in there all day. Um, it's my daughter's birthday, so happy birthday, Vivi Lake. Daddy loves you. And uh, hopefully that's for her. She was a little worried when I said, we're playing the Saints. So, oh, no, Daddy. Yeah, well, they were a little bit worried too, the Buccaneers, with about six minutes left down, 16-3. 16-3. give it to Tom. So the defensive team, which, mm. when are they on? They're he, not on when he's on, are they? He always defers to them, to others, doesn't he? He, he never accepts the accolades as being the the superstar yeah, that but he is. So they couldn't have, why, why did he think the defensive team? They were 16-3 down. Well, I don't know. It could have been worse, I suppose. Yeah, okay. Well, they hung in all day, but it. it's the offensive team that's on when he's on throwing. Isn't yeah, it? he's the attacker. Yeah, but mm. plenty of people have got to defend and defend mm. him, protect him. So that's interesting. Mm. And he says he's um, he says his well wishes to his daughter, and he said hopefully that's for her. Mm. 
hopefully. <laughs> so, Portugal leading uh, uh, 3-0 now over Switzerland, and uh, it looks like that's gone there well into the second half. And it's, uh, repeating that other news that Morocco has sent Spain packing. Yeah, 3-0. Th- and I don't think the penalty shoots have been that good. There haven't been that many penalties. No, that, well, it hasn't been too I wonder thrilling. if the goalies have improved or something, mm. you know, and and done a lot more work than once was the case. And a lot of the penalty attempts have been low mm. to mine. I haven't seen too many high left or high rights uh, for some reason. I'm not sure why that would be. What about the, the young fellow that played for Spain, Garvey, the youngest since Pelé? Oh, yeah. You know, 18 years and 123 days. Uh, so to to play in a World Cup knockout stage. Right? So keep an eye on G-A-V-I, Garvey from Spain, where he ends up in the sport of soccer. Now, you've just been uh, chatting with our sister station in Adelaide. They're getting ready for a test tomorrow. Mm. Nathan, Nathan Lyon was asked yesterday on uh, on the, the quad, on Pat Cummins' quad and his fitness. Mate, I'm an off-break bottle, I'm not a physio. Um, <laughs> that's, a, that's a conversation for George, Pat, um, Ronnie and, and the physio. Yes, and can they get access to those folks? No, they're busy. <laughs> but, yeah, that quad, no, oh, they did some run-throughs. But if there's any, any chance of not being able to get through that match uh, easily, you don't play. No, I think you've already decided that for him yesterday. Just well, I'd, and I don't like sit to. aside for this one. You want half the half the pace attack to sit aside for this one, don't you? Well, if they had to, if they, it doesn't sound like uh, Hazelwood and Stark uh, have got any problems, they've got mm. enough rest. They they just played golf yesterday. Didn't didn't really train, so they'll just turn the turn the legs today, probably or tonight, whether they train at night to get ready for a night test um, and uh, get ready for Thursday, but. But, uh, yeah, if anyone's got any niggles, it's not the time to play with them. Mm. But there, there seems to be some decent space between these matches. You should be able to play an Adelaide test, which isn't that hard physically for the bowlers. They don't, they don't have to slave on uh, a flat, non, non-wicket-taking wicket mm. for long. And the innings don't last so long. So the test match traditionally has been quite short. doesn't go five days. So, so then that'll give a lot more space as well between that and the Brisbane test and well, starting to think about South Africa. The off-break bowler who threatens to break all the records, past Warney here for most uh, wickets, test yeah. wickets at the Adelaide Oval, etc. Yeah, it's, it is fantastic. He was asked about the uh, pace attack after he deferred on anything uh, medical to, uh, to just give his opinion of Lance Morris, this uh, wild thing that they've plucked from WA. Yeah, played against him a couple of weeks ago. He, he bowls fast. <laughs> he bowls fast. Manus and Smithy, they'll, they'll get in there and have a go, that's for sure. I won't be. <laughs> so I he was that... talking about the net season. He said, yeah, I said, the batsmen are really looking forward to it with a tongue firmly planted in cheek, saying, this kid is 150 plus and he's just, you know, keen. He's a tear away and wants to get into the nets and prove himself against the uh, Aussie top order. So Nathan Lyon said, I'll be going nowhere near having a bat against when he's bowling. I don't think he's 150 plus, but he's 145. He's mm. he's lively. Um, and night test, mm. night night net session. Did, he, did Nathan Lyon do that press conference with enough time to get them on the news? Yes, he yes. As far as five I five pm, mm. something like that, before they hit the twilight nets. Mm. Uh, so yeah, Lance, he'll be looking to impress everyone, and not everyone's going to get in and have a feel for what it's like to face him in the nets. Mm. Uh, I don't want them sitting in Adelaide if they don't make the selection. So I don't, I don't want Norris or Neza 
if if it's bowling that gets um, in for Cummins, then the rest you go back to your franchises and mm-hmm. get ready for Big Bash. Well, one of those getting ready for Big Bash is Miss Swepson. Happy? Yeah. Well, that's right. We haven't been we haven't had access to Nessa or Swepson for two years. Mm. You know they've been sitting in COVID bubbles in case someone gets COVID in the Australian cricket team and we need a uh, ready replacement. And so that has cost the Brisbane Heat. But uh, no, they should. We and we took so much effort to get Nessa from the strikers, the Adelaide strikers, and then can't use him. Yeah. So yeah, I, I don't want them wasted. And uh, certainly, when the push is on to make sure the best players available are playing the Big Bash, uh, I don't want them in in um, sort of benches around the Adelaide Oval. Yeah, well, Swepo was chatting yesterday, and he was he was asked, of course, about this massive year next year when we've got the Indian tours and Ashes tours, etc. And, uh, you know, th- th- there's been a few out there just niggling that maybe he's not our second spinner. Uh, he was asked about that. Um, coming out of both Pakistan and Sri Lanka will probably hold me in good stead, I think, when, in that sort of selection conversation. And uh, I guess they, they were pretty happy, I, I think, with how I bowled in Sri Lanka, so, um, which is our last test series. Um, so I think... Just drawing on that, um, I'm, I'm sort of, I guess, quietly confident that um, I'd be in the conversation at least, and um, I, I certainly want to be a part of that tour. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, I think he'd be right, eh? Mm. I think he did bowl well in Sri Lanka, and Pakistan held his own yeah. uh, on those roads that are still still in Pakistan, but uh, very difficult to spin a ball on, on glass. So, yeah, he should be right. There's an off-spinner, Murphy, that's coming through in Victoria. Mm. Uh, that's certainly in the shadow of Lyon. And Zampa is starting to think, oh, I might be able to play some longer-form cricket. Mm. And his accuracy is spot on, but, you know, can he devastate at the end of a five-day match? Because mm-hmm. he's been up and about early. As he, well, yeah, he said Eddie, uh, this is Eddie Jones, who's been... Uh, who's parted ways with English rugby overnight, will be signing with the USA post the 2023 Rugby World Cup through to Rugby World Cup 31, where USA is hosting. He said, I did call this three weeks ago, and I agree with you, Cos, you did. You gave us that heads up uh, a while back. There's some talk of the chatter in the paper today from Julian Linden that maybe uh, we get rid of Rennie and call Eddie into uh, our stock straight away, getting ready 10 months out from a Rugby World Cup. And I don't know whether that'll happen because he said this will happen as far as he's concerned. Eddie will be signing post-2023, take a bit of a break now, and will be signing up with the USA. It is 6.18 here, Breakfast with Patton Heels.